When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We are joined by DJ Rock. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm in one of these zones again where I want to sit in the driveway a little longer. I want to sit in the parking lot a little bit longer because I just want to hear what happens next in the episode of the podcast that I'm listening to, which is called To Live and Die in L.A. Season 2. What is this one about? This is a this is another missing persons story. Okay. True crime, which generally isn't my jam. So I'm usually not telling you like, oh, you should go and listen to this. But the storytelling, if I might just look at it from that lens, the storytelling is masterful. It's very well done. And Neil Strauss, who is a writer for Rolling Stone, and has done now two seasons of this podcast. One was about a different person named Adea Shabani. That was season one. We learn at the beginning of season two that this case actually predates season one. This was how he got involved in missing persons cases just as a concerned citizen. Huh. Predates it and is uh, also in this is the drummer, I think, for Incubus, the band Incubus. At one point... Uh, he's he, because he's a neighbor of Neil Strauss, the Rolling Stone journalist, who also, you know, this girl's car turns up missing or turns up uh, the car of a missing girl turns up in their neighborhood. And so then they become concerned citizens. They have questions about it and start doing a deep dive. And you find out that a lot of missing persons cases, when you are over the age of 18, it's very often considered a voluntary missing unless there's evidence to suggest otherwise which means like a runaway. I just wanted to get away from everything. And so it's difficult to get the authorities to put a lot of effort behind it. At one point during this, uh, Kodak Black, who is a rapper, he comes up in the story. Billy and uh, Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas somehow find their way into this story huh. as well. It's to the point now, though, where you start figuring some stuff out as time starts to go on, and then the case takes a twist, the case takes a turn, and then it just took another turn. I'm at the point now where I'm really trying to figure out where are they going to go, because I'm on episode 10, and it is a 12-episode season, the season finale being a two-parter but it is so well done. It's the story is so well told. 
Who is this person that went missing? Her name is Elaine Park. And she is... She's a 20-year-old female from California. She's of she's of no pop culture significance. As I mentioned, those celebrity names. It's not like she's a star or was a celebrity. She's just a girl whose car, who had gone missing, and car was found in the neighborhood of the drummer from Incubus. Got it. And the writer mm. from Rolling Stone in Malibu. And uh, ep- episode one starts with you learning about her, and then these concerned citizens meeting with. Her mother, uh, Elaine Park's mother, and a private investigator who she's hired, um, and then they come and say, "Hey, we want to we want to help. Here's some stuff that we've kind of figured out already." And then the mother and the PI go into another room. They talk about some stuff. Do we want to do we want to team up with these people or not? And then they do. They come back into the room, share a little bit of extra information that the concerned citizens didn't have, and then they all team up from there. And it's. Very interesting where it has taken us. How many episodes? 12 in total. I'm on episode 10. Most episodes are between 30 and 40 minutes. And again, the storytelling is wonderful. And I even appreciate some of the little production elements. There is this like kind of thing that happens when there's the start of a new chapter within the episode. And even little things like that dial up the drama the theme music is cool and interesting, and it's a real case, and he says it at the beginning, like, don't just ingest this as entertainment. There's a real person here. There's a real right. family involved, and he lays out the story, even though this person went missing four years ago, he lays out the story in chronological fashion, letting us, the audience, learn the information at the same t- in the same order in which they learned it. And so just because we're four years removed from when this started, he doesn't try to make it a neater storyline. He says, try and listen closely because there could be something that we missed in step one and step two. And you go all the way through. Um, And it's one of those things where I did this with season one of, we're talking about the podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. With season one, I tried to avoid any kind of news about this, and I didn't want to look anything up until afterward. Got it. And I'll do the same thing, and I, uh, I'm hoping to finish this here in the next day or two. It's wonderfully told, and it's a heartbreaking story. It, how cool would it be, though, if they could wrap up the case? It would be great. As a result, kind of like when we were talking, what was the murder, the Wisconsin guy? Yeah, right, right. What was that called? Uh, to tell a murder, to tell it, to live, to <sighs> Elizabeth reported on it when mm-hmm. she was living in Wisconsin. This is that Netflix special oh, making, making, making a, a murder. Yeah. Yeah. Murder, 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 but this at least one, things came of that. Yeah. And right now, Donna, you're listening to the podcast through episode 10 and you're thinking, come on. We got to get the authorities on this. They have to sniff this right, right here. And it is. Not at all how it begins, but then the next episode that we're going into is leading us back to the beginning, and it's all really, really interesting. It's a captivating, easy, easy listen. Okay, I'm going to check it out. To Live and Die in L.A. Season 2. Did you finish 9-11 One Day in America? No, I think I'm on maybe three episodes through that. Okay. Um, That's a six-parter. Yep. Through Nat Geo. So good. Yeah. So good. 
All right. Well, that's all we have time for. It's 11-11. Make a wish, everybody. Thank you. Uh, when we come back, I have a study. Okay. Uh, and it's on traffic buildup and what actually causes it. Okay. I'll give you that when we come right back on My Talk 107.1. And we're back. It's us, Donna and Steve, on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. What? I want to know who's singing that song. All right, his name is Givon. Or, you know what? Is it Givon? I'm seeing two words, give and on. I, yeah, but on too. YouTube, I'm seeing one word. I think it's Givion. <laughs> I really think so. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe the person who typed it in was wrong. It's not two words. Yeah. Donna really struggles with this song. But then we were talking about how subjective... Music is here. You go, Donna. Just put a okay. link in there for you. Okay, thank um, you. How subjective music is. You know, I'm sure Megan Trainor's a lovely person. When all about that bass would come on, because every time we hear that song in the studio, Donna's like, "Oh, this song. Oh, this song." And we always usually have one song like that. But for me, like if it was all about that bass by Megan Trainor, I mean, just please anything. But, but it's it. so catchy. You could argue that this is catchy too. No. It's just the song. It's not his voice. And he's also on the Peaches song. Giveon is? Yes. That's what the Wikipedia says. We have to figure out how to say his name. I think we're going with Giveon. Uh, it is for sure one word. Mm-hmm. It's either Giveon or Giveon. It is not well, Giveon. What if it is Giveon? <laughs> and that's just how his mom wanted to spell it. Could be. I, th- I think our <laughs> boss, um, B. Arthur, screwed us up because she typed in two words in the system when the song comes up, give on. Yeah, and the capital. Rude. Capital Who give, is going on. to confront her? Um, I'm going to yell at the door. <laughs> Amy, are you here? All right. Bye-bye. Studies have shown that medical- studies have shown that the microbial several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. All right. Was she here? Apparently not. No. Mm. I'll fix it though. Rocco, okay. I just put a link in for you. Oh, okay. Um. So just, you can tell us when you have the that traffic ready. one, or no, which one? It's yellow now. This the how to how to pronounce. Yeah, but listen to it first before we try it. Okay. If the internet has an answer, I mean, wouldn't we have been just the total squares at a party? Who's this? Give on. Well, we. I think give on sounds cool like that. Give on. Give on. If it was all one word, G I V O N. Give on. Yeah, you could spell it with the E too. I know that they that song Peaches won an award at the VMAs VMAs yesterday. So that's another way we could find out. This is just exciting. Um, so our friend Brian Oman is probably <laughs> yelling at the radio right now. Um, I have a study on traffic jams. Okay. 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 Did you? Did we find well, out how wanna, to pronounce it? This is a fun. This is a weird YouTube. You Want to hear it? Yes. Apparently, he was on a Drake song too, but it goes like this. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of American singer and songwriter who is best known for his feature on Drake's <laughs> single Chicago Freestyle, which peaked at number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay, Pierre, speed it up. How do you go about pronouncing <laughs> his name? Giveon. 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 I like it. Giveon. 
Give it, Give it away now. <laughs> yeah. Givey on. Givey on. Okay, we got it. They Omen. were hip. <laughs> we're so hip. Givey on. And it's Megan the Stallion we're going with? It's Megan the Stallion. Okay. And Givey on. Megan the Stallion and Give on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's what causes traffic jams, according to a new math study. I've always blamed it on one person. Me too. Someone going slow at the front. Me too. You gotta look in your rearview mirror every now and then, okay? Because if someone keeps passing you, you're the problem. Yes. So, it's nowhere, it's not our fault. Maybe it is. It's because... Cause we're keeping the wrong distance between cars. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to keep a car's length for every 10 miles an hour right. you go. So if you're going 50, you need to have five car lengths between you and the car in front of and you. And that has to do with how fast you can stop. Right. If needed. So that's basically it. It's the larger problem at hand. Um, if you're not keeping the right distance from the car behind you, that's causing traffic jams. Uh, traffic is an example of emergent property, meaning that individual things collate and form something more complex together. Collate? Yes. Nice. Um, like, mm, they're trying to compare it to birds. You're driving on the motorway. Oh, boy. Instead of solely focusing on the car directly in front of you, but keeping to equal distances to the front and behind of you, this would be the optimal ideal to ease traffic. Hmm. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Donna. All right, I'm going to take off. Uh-uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I remember when I uh, interned on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, intern drop. Fine. I had to print out scripts collated. You said the word collate there. Yes, I did. Collated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that being sort of satisfying. Oh, really? Because I think that means like one paper comes out one way and then the next paper is a little bit to the right, let's say. So then there's a way for you oh, to easily so distinguish what each thing is. Sometimes that's good for labeling, right? When you collate. Yes. Collating. All right, check this out. What Here's how Google says we say that word. Collated. Collated. Not like collated. Are those sheets collated? Collated. I don't think that's true. I think Google's wrong on that I think that that's one. totally wrong. Here's how they say it in Britain. Collated. Okay. Collated. Are those sheets collated? <laughs> You know, hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls. You name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yes. Questions about the internship you were going to say? Yes. Go ahead. Was Craig Ferguson nice? Yes. Okay. I only interacted with him a couple times. I don't know that there were specifically words said by interacted. I mean, like seeing him in the room kind of a thing. Okay. Um, I was once in an elevator with he and his, I think, wife. He would come in and it was, it was, this is what I remember of it. Hashtag Brian Williams. Maybe it's all a lie. He'd come in at about like 11 o'clock. Writers had been there beforehand. And then when he came in, he would go into this writing room. And what a cool way that they did this. I thought he'd go into this writing room. So there's writers all around this board table, and then they are telling him, and I sat in on a portion of one of these meetings one time, they're telling him, like, hey, so this happened in the news, blah, blah, blah. And then they're throwing some things, and then he's riffing right there. So it could be uh, the VMAs were last night, blah, 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 and this is a big winner. And then you hear him riff off of that, and they're, like, sort of writing it down. Somebody else chimes in, offers, like, a different take on the punchline. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay, let's write that down. And then from there, then the Craig Ferguson leaves. The writers get, like, a monologue script together. They've got their jokes. And then he goes from there. But it seemed like a really, like, free-flowing way to do it right if you got a bunch of funny people in the same room somebody starts at the punchline then you sharpen up the point a little bit more and then does he leave and then they they would work it out they would stay get something then together for him and then i remember there being multiple versions of the script so the intern would print out scripts you would run them to the executive producer you'd run them to the host you'd run them to the head writer and you just walk around the cbs building you're handing them all out and then it could be 45 minutes later. All right, we've got reprint. Interesting. And then you go and you give the updated version again. Wow. And what time did the show air and was it live? No. Um, it aired in, at what? 11? 12.30 East Coast time after okay. Letterman would come on at 11.30. Um, and I think they shot it at like 5 or 6. Okay. Something like that. With an audience? and With an audience, yeah. Okay. Really what, did fun. you get to ever take a picture with the, you know, the, the robot guy? Oh, no. No, I didn't. I don't even know if the robot guy was there. That was kind Jeff, of a right? funny bit. Yeah, Jess the, the, was his uh, <laughs> announcer. I was there season one, Jeff. it would have been. Season one or maybe wow. the start of the second season. I don't know. I don't know. All right, well. Let thanks. me have fun. All right. Do you want to teach us about money? Yeah, I will. Uh, there is an item that is not going to go on sale this holiday season. So if it's on somebody's list, you might want to get it while you can get it. I'll tell you about that when we come back. Money Monday next on Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. And we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Are you good? When the Delta variant is gone, we're going to kiss our listeners. <laughs> if they're cool with it. Come on now, let's talk right. some money. Good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hello, Donna. Hello, Rocco. Rocco, do you contribute to your 401k? I do. Wonderful. Love hearing this. Make sure you get that match. I do. Yeah. We Thank you, Hubbard Broadcasting. Yeah, we did We did do away with the match for a little bit. The match is back. Yes, it's back. It's the match. Back again. Match is back. 
Is that happening? No, you're making me want to log in and check my 401k, see how it's doing. I just checked it yesterday. I never think to check that stuff. That's some really nice, uh, some good years Donna, in the Donna, you're like list. near retirement. Why wouldn't you be looking at that? I know. I have a friend who checks her bank account every single day. I think a lot of people check their bank account every day. Really? Yeah. I better do that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even occur to me. Your checking account. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I guess I generally know. Because you balance your checkbook. I do. So that seems more difficult to people who check it online. Oh, really? Yes. So you carrying the one and doing the hand math is much more energy than someone just hitting their thumb to their screen, opening the Wells Fargo and saying, oh, I got $48,000 there per usual. I guess part of the reason that I don't do that is I don't trust that the bank's um, accounting is correct. I, or what are you making me take the bait here? This is like throwing raw meat into a lion's (laughs) den. So you think your math is better than, than the computer? Well, I think because I know that I've written checks that haven't cleared. That's the that's the difference. Is that that is, I still write. Checks. I was going to say that's the problem. That is the difference. That is the difference. I don't, but I don't want to do everything online. I know you people's don't. identities get stolen every day. Oh boy, I feel like I'm listening to a a LifeLock commercial. <sighs> people's <laughs> identities get stolen every day. It happens though. Like, and you're doing everything electronically. That's dangerous. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Donna, listen, that's fine. You're right. If you're doing checks and you're mailing them to somebody and you're mailing them to your freaking cable company or whatever the well, like bleep a, is going on, well, you're right. It's not my lawn guy isn't like, hey, can you Venmo me? He's not set up. You know, like the guy at the cabin. I got to mail him a check. I can't just... He doesn't have a credit card system. You know, he probably has something like um, th- there's bill pay on most banking websites Hmm. so if you know that you pay them once a month or whatever you could just you could set that up on auto that freaks me out and that's a hurdle that i don't have strong enough legs today to try to clear (laughs) okay Okay? (laughs) (laughs) just gonna let it go and it's fine anyway back to go check your 401k rocco let us know if it's i'm gonna check it's doing all right okay thanks for asking I don't think I could retire on it today. I was going to say, tell us the first number. <laughs> no, you don't. don't do <laughs> There's a dollar sign. Um, that's nice. Okay. Um, so here is what could mess up your holiday shopping this year in Money Monday. They say you really got to shop early this year. There's all of the supply chain has been screwed up by oh, the pandemic and true. shipping containers getting stalled and blah, 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 blah. One thing they say is not going to go on sale, according to CNBC.com, video game consoles. If you have someone on a holiday shopping list and you're waiting for maybe a Black Friday deal or something like that, they suggest these video game systems will not be going on sale this holiday season. So don't don't bet on it. Don't plan on it. Instead, your better bet, if you're going to get one but you were waiting for a deal, is to get one before they go. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yes. You got to get one before, before they, they go. Gone. That's right. Better tell Don McLean that. I know the. Uh, I guess there's a new Nintendo Switch thing that's coming out on October eighth, I believe, and uh, they said that they expect those to get eaten up quick, just like happened with the PS five. So again, if you're thinking about getting a video game console for somebody, 
Just pump the brakes. Okay. Don't wait for the deal. Just and realize, wait a minute. I'm always looking for a coupon. Coupon's not coming. Okay. Thank you. Get it when you can get it. Will do. Uh, they also say it's really good to just buy early in general this year. They say 27% of holiday shoppers plan to begin buying gifts before the end of September. One in four people buying holiday gifts before the end of this month. Wow. Uh, that includes 13% who started or planned to start in the month of August. I usually, <clears throat> we don't do gifts the way we used to in my family anymore, mm-hmm. but I always started mine in at, at the state fair. Thank you. Wow. 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 That's a lot. That's a quarter of the year that is around Christmas shopping. I don't know if I have ever actually started Christmas shopping before December. That's weird. I feel like that's the fun time to do it between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's when it's the carols are on in the store. I want to hear that. I want to see all of the decor. I know some places do it really early too, but there's something really joyous about that experience. Hmm. You're done by December, probably. I try to be. I don't. I can't be burdened with that stuff, and I also have to mail stuff, so you have to have yeah. a little wiggle room. You ever do any? What do you? Well, do you trust Amazon? Do you ever buy on Amazon? I do. Or, I do, do they accept your checks? Yes. <laughs> okay, because uh, that's kind of a fun thing that you can send that really easily. So you can just add it. You don't have to worry about like the postal service or anything like that. Find it on Amazon, and then you could ship it if it's an Amazon kind of a thing. Thank you, you, Steve. I did buy a couple of uh, sweatshirts over the weekend right now. Money Monday. I'll just look at me single-handedly propping this company up. There is a clothing (laughs) store called Target, and I went there over the weekend because I have deemed that this fall I will be cold. No, I will oh, be. Oh, you're going to be um, crew neck shirt guy. Crew neck sweatshirt guy. <laughs> yeah, got it. I'm getting crew neck sweatshirts, and I'm wearing them a lot, and I purchased a total of four, and I did a couple on Target.com. I don't know that I've ever really done a Target.com order before, but they're only $15 right now, the sweatshirts. Do they have funny words on them or anything? No, Rocco, look at me. Crew neck one. sweatshirt guy. I'm in one right now. I was in a gray one this weekend. They're nice, and they're appropriately sized, so a large is is loose but not oversized crazy loose but loose around your stomach so it's not clinging to hmm. your stomach yeah. really i think of like hans material. and franz when i think of crew neck sweatshirts and the gray one that i had on yesterday was very hans and franzy yay <laughs> it's great uh i also oh, saw man. something that says there uh the video games though we generally poo poo them can teach your kids about money And some of these games like Fortnite. Okay. Some of these games like Roblox. Rocco, you're probably a Roblox guy. My kid does both of those things. I don't know what Roblox is. Could you explain that briefly? Not really. Great. (laughs) So here are, uh, there are things baked into these games where you get the game. Like Fortnite, I still think this is crazy. The game Fortnite, you don't need to buy. It's a free game. Oh. So like on our... PlayStation, we went into the PlayStation account thing, downloaded it, have had the game forever, and how they make money is assuming that over time you will try to buy new clothes for your avatar or a new celebration dance, all of these things. And so parents, here's a little hope if your little ones spend a lot of time playing video games, 
they can actually teach them some things about money, like the value of money. Uh, the CEO and founder of Money Savvy Generation, Susan Beekman, says that all of these virtual decorations and dances and things like that that they need to purchase helps them to understand the thing that I want comes at a price, albeit virtual money. But usually, by the way, the virtual money comes from actual money. That's just how it all works. It helps them to understand that, helps them learn how to budget and to make trade-offs as well so that they actually understand, wait a minute, I need to this. I, I need to figure out a way to get these extra things. It helps to teach them delayed gratification. I want this thing, so now I'm going to work for this thing, and then now I'm, my character on this video game, silly as it sounds to us, is dressed in a new cloak or something <laughs> weird oh like that. So they're, but, hmm. but they're saying the key is this. Don't expect them to just passively make that connection. But if you know that these things are out there and your kids are saying, can I have more Robux or whatever? Or can I have more V-Bucks, which is what they're called in the world of Fortnite? As parents, talk to them about that. Mention it to them. Like, oh, did you ever realize that this is happening? A lot of these video games have a chest where you can store up some of this money. You might be able to do a little bit of a... Hey, that's a teachable moment. That's like having a financial safety net in real life. That chest that you right. have in this game is like how I have a savings account for our family. You sure. can help to piece it together so that there are little financial lessons. And they say if you gamify education, kids are going to latch onto it. It's more. true. You know, that's why kids always like their cool teacher. You yeah. know, who finds fun ways to get the message across. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the cool teacher isn't as cool as he seems. I don't know. Think of a particular episode of Saved by the Bell <laughs> when Mr. Belding's brother came in and he had long hair and was telling him about kayaking and did all this stuff and then ditched the kids at the end. Sometimes they just <laughs> sell you a bill of goods. Yes, they do, Steve. Yes, they do. Thank you for the information today. Uh, Steve's like it. a cool teacher. Yeah, Steve would be a cool teacher. <laughs> but in the end, it'd be like, he wasn't even accredited. Totally. He shouldn't have been in this school. I totally. Oh, you guys. It's fun. Hey, don't forget about listener rewards, okay? This month, got some new stuff. You can enter to win one year of a Whoa. can of pet food. We love those guys. Met them at uh, the Cat Video Festival. Uh, you could win a Yeti cooler, courtesy of AARP, plus tickets to Straight No Chaser at Mystic Lake Showroom. Nice. Straight No Chaser. Um, there's all sorts of stuff, so get registered for rewards if you're not already. All right, then. Keyword rewards at mytalk1071.com. Uh, we got the final stretch of the show coming up right around the corner, uh, as in a few minutes from right now. Uh, were we going to hear from Springsteen? You want to hear a little bit? You're not going to like it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I haven't heard it yet. Okay. I loved it. I got chills. This was from the um, 9-11 20th anniversary um, ceremony that took place on Saturday. We'll get to that coming up next. Donna and Steve, final stretch of the show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Rocco, I don't know if you heard me say this, but I was at my cabin on Saturday. Okay. And I was just randomly cleaning things up out of bins that I had. Uh oh. And, and on, well, more as, bin talk. Aside from all <laughs> the bin talk, <laughs> I started going through stuff because mice were making nests everywhere in my garage. So I opened one bin and it was on 9 11 Saturday. 
And I found the newspapers from the original Star Tribune and Pioneer Press from 9-11 20 years ago that I had saved. That sounds like a Donna Valentine thing. Yeah, it's like my bin of manuals. <laughs> right, yeah. This is bin of. I, my dad kept a sense. bin of newspapers for a long time too, and is very important. You know, it's very fascinating too because you see the headline, whatever the reason is that you kept right. it, right? And then you get this wonderful view into the world that day in history, right? You know, which is right. interesting. But it was just so impressive how they managed to tell as much of the story that was that they could in chronological fashion like to work for a newspaper and to have to have that information out the next day and to do it so well it was unbelievable it was just pages and pages and pages of coverage hmm. just crazy anyway reason i brought it up is not to point out that i'm a hoarder but <laughs> i just thought it was is the word serendipitous yes that i just happened it happened to be the 20-year anniversary. You weren't saying, this week at the cabin, I'm going to go and look for no. old newspapers of 9-11. No, I just happened to discover them Yeah, 20 years later. Um, yeah, so Bruce Springsteen made, a, there was a, a 9-11 anniversary remembrance ceremony, and he made a surprise appearance Um in Lower Manhattan on Saturday and following a moment of silence for the victims of the terrorist attack, he took the stage to perform his song, I'll See You in My Dreams, which is on his latest album, Letter to You. Love this song. Love the whole album. Uh, here's a little bit of it. Let's see what this guy thing. That's great. I love that. Do we know if, if he wrote that for like Clarence Clemens or somebody close to him? Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. There are a, a couple of people that he remembers on this album. I can't remember um, who the other person was. I think it was a family member. But yeah, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's great. I like that. Yeah, I thought you were going to criticize the quality of his voice. No, he had a little croaky moment right at the beginning. And yeah. then after that, I think, you know, his voice sounds really cool like that. Stripped down. I'd like to hear him do old hits of his in a really unplugged, just an acoustic guitar way. Well, he's doing that like every night on Broadway, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Buy a ticket, Steve. Yeah. What, a, what am I supposed too. to get a flight? Also, there there's a documentary on the making of that album. And... You see the whole process as it unfolds, how he works with his band. And he just comes in. He's got all the songs. Okay. He wrote all the songs on the album. And he'll just play it on the guitar. And then they, they listen. Mm -hmm. And then they just go and record. Crazy. And they record and all the music comes together. And it's just this full sound. You know, there's saxophone, which I believe it's Clarence Clemens' kid. Who now plays That's in his right. band. Yes. Yeah, just oh, so good. I remember, and I maybe I can play a little bit. One of my favorite moments post 9-11 was that um, there was a concert about 10 days afterwards to raise money and whatnot. And he sang a song called uh, My City of Ruins. Yes. Mm. I'll just play a little bit of that. Yes. So good. The empty streets And my brother's down on his knees my city of ruins. Oh. Did he write this for 9-11? No. My city of I don't believe ruins. so. 
He, that, he wrote Come that song on, for him. Rise up. Come on, rise just love him. Yeah. And remember on, his album post 9-11 was The Rising, which had... Yes. It, like you don't... It wasn't like the literal stuff that you don't like. Like, hey, they attacked us. Right. Let's... <laughs> Right. You know, but it was all songs were sort of thinly veiled, you know, songs about, you know, what 9-11 meant to right. him and to the city. And you know who's really good at that? Um, Chris Stapleton. Did we ever listen to that song? Which one? He has a song about the um, the shooting in Vegas at the Jason Aldean oh, okay. concert. I don't know if we did listen to it or it's not. It's so good. And it's, it's called... Um, um, Watch You Burn okay. is the name of the song. That He just has a way of telling a story, being literal, but yet not. Right. He talks about the shooting, how they shot up a crowd. But there's something, like, you can be literal and still be artistic. Sure, if you heard that, right, you would... You would not even know that that was a tribute song, right? Just by the fact that it goes into just that cool music Stapleton style rock. Agreed. Huh. <sighs> That's good, man. Those are some good songs right there. I really love. I'm digging Springsteen more in my uh, older age. Like me too. Ten, ten years ago, I didn't listen to him. See, and and now he comes on, and I'm like, oh, this is good. I yeah. Well, that's cool, because I think if you did a deep dive on Springsteen, you're going to find so many gems. You oh, know, I bet. You know, every, I had a deep dive on Springsteen, like, in my, in the 90s, and I was just like, whoa. Well, plus, I have, you know, you guys have heard me play the guitar. A lot of people call me sort of a modern-day Springsteen. <laughs> so I think there's, I, I have to do that for some self-exploration. Let's right, all Donna? go to New York and see him on Broadway. When are you thinking? I don't know. Uh, we can stay at can't. Donna's place in Garfield. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> You still have it? Is it a historic landmark now? Donna <laughs> Valentine's up, uh, upbringing? Um, no. You know, it's so funny how things look different when you're older yeah. and smaller yeah. and weirder. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll drive by and go, wow, that looks really different. Yeah. I hear you. Steve, we were Google Earthing your, your place where you grew up Just not long ago. Right there. Look at that. There's the house right there as wow. you said that. What's your problem? Why'd you say, weird. I don't like how you said that. Wow. <laughs> I just, well, the, the fact that you were looking at it when I was bringing it up to you is what I meant. But you're not, not making like, fun of the house. No, of all right, course I'm just not. asking. Listen, we all con- came from humble beginnings. Right, Rocco? Correct. No, your dad's a doctor. Don't Yeah, lie. but it's complicated. Uh, okay. You're <laughs> right, okay. fine. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. All right, we'll do it. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next, everybody. Have a great day.